small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Village in Crisis with me, Neil McDermott, and my good friend, Lee Phillips. Uh, coming up on this week's episode, we've got an update on Lottie the Missing Cat. Uh, we've got an update on my marketing efforts. I'll give you my thoughts on Elf on the Shelf and ask Lee for his. And we'll have a bit of a roundup from the Village in Crisis. Uh, before that, though, Lee, you've been working like an absolute dog this past week. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I feel completely and utterly broken and I'm exhausted. I just said that to you off mic. I'm exhausted by the week I've just had. But it's been a good week business-wise. Um, yesterday, we were at this a Christmas market in what's called Film Town. It's about a mile away from where the shop is. And it's like a real historic cinema uh sort of community right uh the road is called greta garbo road okay uh and it was is the she mo- the most famous ever swedish actor actress yeah I, uh, I uh, 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 actor uh well she was a lady so she's an actress mm. <laughs> don't, oh, don't get me started <laughs> okay yeah so most famous i'm gonna call a woman a woman okay okay anyway carry on anyway yeah we won't go down that road just yet it's too early it's monday um and this market cost double what any other market i've done um cost and eight eight quid it cost it cost a hundred pounds instead of 50 pounds to stand at this spot and I thought, well, what's it going to deliver? I'll tell you what, it was absolutely bloody rammed from start to finish. Like a non-stop flow of people. We were selling, I was there doing my pitter-patter like I was selling out of Lockstock. Sarah, yeah. my wife, she was... Like Ian Beale at the market. No, <laughs> Mark Fowler at I'm the market. I'm thinking more Mark's, uh, Jason <laughs> Staffan, but you... All right. Um, I was peddling this pistachio cream that we've spoken about before. And it yeah. sold out within an hour. I was just kicking myself for not taking more with me. Um, I was like, "Come on, come and get some pistachio cream." I've only got, I've only got six jars left. People were picking them. I go, "No, you've only got five like that." Just like, yeah, it was, it was lovely. And so I was getting embarrassed by it. So she was like skulking off to the car to keep warm. So anyway, we've had a good day. Finished at four o'clock. We're packing up, and I go yeah. over to start the car up to drive it to where our stall is to put the stuff in and the car won't start which is obviously a massive disappointment yeah (laughs) the battery is completely dead like there's no life in it whatsoever so i said to sarah she thought i was joking uh but i wasn't when i said that the car wouldn't start (laughs) we put the car up and i said there's a garage around here i'll just go and buy a new battery yeah the for the car and the spanner and i'll fit it and that's the, probably the cheapest option for about 100 quid went to the garage garage was shut googled another one we're stomping through snow up to my knees right and it's it's cold and we're we're i've got so many socks on i look like i've got elephantitis like i couldn't right. bend my my ankles matched your face then oh very good thank you <laughs> get to the next one they don't sell batteries either i'm like oh fuck this so just go back to the get on the tube i go back to the car to call roadside assistance sarah goes home to pour herself a glass of wine yeah the bloke turns up within about 25 minutes which is nice and he said have you been using the car like without turning the engine on and i went no and he and i went well hang on wait and he went it it kind of feels like you have I went, well, my well, wife's been keeping warm in the car and she's not a driver. Oh, so, no. so I've called her up after he started the car up because, yeah, it was a dead battery. I said, were you in the car warming up? Yeah. 
did you start the engine? And I turned the key. I went, was the engine on? Well, the, the radio was working and the heaters were on. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I said, you've, you've drained the battery. That's why I'm sat in this car. And I've now been told I have to keep the engine running for an hour. What, to get it going again? To keep, it up. Like, yeah, to keep it ticking over, like to like recharge it. So I drove home and I sat in the driveway and I made her bring me a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she brought me some uh, sliced up Parmesan. So I sat there watching the football on my uh, telephone, drinking a glass of wine, and uh, which I think is illegal, uh, <laughs> with the Perhaps. engine running. Yeah. With the engine running. But, but it yeah, was a good day, though, was it? I had no intention of uh, backing out again. Excuse me, I've got a cough. I don't know if you picked that up. Yeah. Not very well, so, mate. That was, uh, that's what I did yesterday. Uh, I found a dog yesterday out out on, out on a walk. Found a dog loose in the street. Yeah. It is. Fen- it? Uh, I took it home. It's phenomenal the amount of dog. How often do you find loose dogs in the street? Never. I reckon it must happen to me three or four times a year. <laughs> what kind of dogs are they? Oh, all sorts. But uh, the time before this, there was. I was up in my daughter's bedroom and I saw these two dogs running down the street. I was like, that's strange. So I went, <laughs> I went down, I went down on the street, pulled them back and they both came scurrying up to me and I got them both by the collar. Dragged, like in the end, I thought I'll put them in the garden. The owner was absolute mentalist when I finally tracked them down. Uh, but the one yesterday was like a nice little kind of long haired Scotty dog. But I just saw that kind of poot. Look, the thing is with dogs, they're not streetwise at all. So this dog just pootled across the high street. But that's more luck than judgment. He hadn't got run over. He hadn't had the the wiliness of a cat, had he? He hadn't thought, oh, I can just nip out here and get across. He's like, no. oh, dog wants to get to the other side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dog don't like this side. Dog wants the other side. More smells over there. <laughs> Um, but luckily he, he had his address on his collar so I, I took him back but yeah on smells he wanted to stop and smell everything to be honest I think he was very proud of his escape and he did not want to go home no, I, tried, I... I tried to pick him up at one point he absolutely writhed round like, like an angry toddler you know if you're trying to get a toddler <laughs> out of somewhere did he end and up on get... his back at any point with his yeah. Like... yeah. yeah. <laughs> twisted and so in the end, I had to put him down and then just pull him along by the collar. Oh God, I bet your back was in pieces. Well, you're not very absolute... tall, are you? So you. No, right. no, that's true. But it was in, it was in pieces. I was kind of squatting as I was walking along. <laughs> not for the first time, I think. <laughs> Only about 200 meters, but um, yeah, it took it out of me. I've got an update on the uh, cat situation. If you want to hear it. Yeah. So. I went to friend uh, on Saturday evening. Uh, we went to some good friends. All right. We accepted an invitation to go and celebrate good friends of ours, one the wife's birthday, Anna. Yeah. And he, Sarah then had been double booked for one of her old school friends' uh, birthdays, 45th. Okay. So I went as the ambassador to Anna's place, and it, was, it took me about an hour to drive out there <clears throat> in this snowstorm. And I was obviously driving and I, I didn't get to drink. So it wasn't the most I had fun, but, it you know, it's not the same, is it? Yeah. Um, as I'm driving, uh, as I was about to drive home, I said to Sarah, do you want picking up? She said, no, it's too early. About half an hour into my journey, she sends a text saying. Actually, it's a good time for me to go home. Come pick me up. It's about 25 minutes out of the way. From where I needed to go. Yeah. So I get out there and I'm thinking. I get a text when I stop the car. Come in, the girls want to say hello. Oh no! I'm like, all right, cool. Um, I go into the house, and I was expecting four or five. There was about fifteen forty-five-year-old Swedish women in there, proper cougars, all of them, right? <laughs> and I'm the only dude. Yeah. And I just find myself like it's like. I can understand how like some women feel in the company of men. It's it's unnerving. Yeah. 
uh, I go around introducing myself and I'm getting all this. Ah, oh, we heard so much about you. Nonsense. It took, right, I thought we were going to leave. And then, which I find, this is a bit that I find bizarre. The birthday girl yeah. was stood at the end of the table opening the presents that she got. Going, oh, a bottle of champagne. Right. And so the presents the... hadn't even been opened. Nobody was ready to leave this party. No. Well, they might have been ready, but they weren't allowed. And I was stuck between like just being, just wanting to go home and have a glass of wine myself. Yeah. Um, it's On the getting driveway. late. <laughs> On the... <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to be a bastard. Like I didn't want to be that guy that was like getting like all agitated and annoyed because. I've got to drive home and like a break of the pie. I didn't want people going, oh, he was, he's not very nice, is he? Turning up, bit controlling like that. Yeah. I know I was asked to pick her up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So then when the presents all been done, the birthday girl goes, I've got a surprise for everybody. Everybody needs to go to the toilet and put your shoes on. And they're like, do you need the jackets on? She was like, no, you don't need jackets. What happened was they went out into the garden after about 10 minutes of faffing around right. and she'd set up a disco in her garage or rather oh. her husband had. Fuck off. And that cons- that consisted of a big speaker and a disco ball taped right. to the ceiling with like three sort of a tripod of lights going on. Yeah. It. And they were like, oh, no, dance. And then Sarah, my wife's trying to drag me up onto the impromptu dance floor. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not dance, I'm not great at dancing anyway. We've already no. gone through that. And I'm definitely shit at dancing when I'm sober. <laughs> and I'm I'm definitely not comfortable dancing sober with a dozen Swedish cougars <laughs> like all pouring at me. A couple of them are like ex-strippers as well. It's like, <laughs> oh God. And then I just like, I want to leave. And so I was like, oh, we've promised Jenny we'll give her a lift home. And I'm like, ah. Oh, we've oh. promised. Yeah. <laughs> the collective we. So basically Jenny then says, like, well, I'll give you a, I, I can just come back to yours and we'll get a lift. I'll get a taxi from yours. It's, it's closer, you know, than just getting a taxi from where we are now. Yeah. So after about an hour of them being ready to leave, we're leaving the party. To Can get I just home. ask a question? Yeah. Why did everyone have to go to the toilet? Yeah, so that like they could be concentrated within the garage and people weren't going to like go to the toilet. <laughs> I think okay. she knew that if uh, if if anyone started leaving the garage, they weren't coming back. Right. Okay. With my pickup on it. Anyway. Um. So we got home and it's about quarter to 12 and I'd left my friends at about 10. Yeah. Half, half past nine, even quarter to 10. I'm, I'm, I'm so tired. I don't even want this wine anymore, but I'm going to have it. Jenny is in, is, is decided she's going to stay for wine as well. The friend. Yeah. We then get talking. She's a cat person. Okay. And I've come a long way to tell this bit. I said, you don't have a uh, a leash for your cat, do you? <laughs> and she says, of course I do. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did you say? And I'll tell you what, right? She's, a, she's like an attractive Korean Swede. Yeah. Super cool, like clothes style and everything. She's a At least she hasn't eaten the fucking thing. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! Can't believe you said that. <laughs> she says, "Of course I have. It's a Bengali. People want to steal that." Right. And I went brilliant. And I was trying to. I was going to get her to to record it, but the, my phone died. But yeah, they're out there, Neil. Is well, is the update I've, I have? I've got an update on Lottie the cat. Um, on, you'll be sad to know um, that Lottie is still missing. So the person, the owner, the registered keeper, should I say, rather than owner, because nobody seems to own Lottie, um, has, has put another message on Facebook saying, you know, thanks for all the help. Because you know, people are still out looking for this cat and being really supportive. Like I said to you, I'm quite invested in it. You know, 
everyone wants Lottie to be found. Um, but there was there was one comment on this thread that made me laugh. It's from Peter Positive. Just hope she won't been hit by a car. My <laughs> cat Domino, who I posted about a couple of weeks, he was missing for three days. I had a bad feeling and he made it home with a broken tail and pelvis. No bladder function, so only one route. Glad I got to say my goodbyes, but I feel you and how worried you must be. It's too cold out there and hopefully she's inside some old lady's house that don't have Facebook. Well, I wasn't that worried, Peter. <laughs> but you've painted a, <laughs> a fucking real doomsday yeah. for this cat. Peter couldn't have... Peter couldn't have um, uh, come up with a worse scenario for a worried cat owner. No, not not just dead, injured. Yeah, like severely injured to the point yeah. like su- suffering. Yeah, suffering with what can only be described as if I had a broken pelvis, coccyx and no bladder function <laughs> i'd want to take my own life yeah have you ever hurt your coccyx before your tailbone oh yeah that is pain like it's a kind of when you're a kid it's the kind of thing you used to do quite often i got kicked up the bum as i was sitting down by a girl who had a pa- pair of um doc martins <laughs> on right and she right. caught me right on the coccyx and i swear to god i never went to the doctor or anything i was told to pull it together by my mum but i reckon i'd fractured it but the, the the agony I was in, I couldn't move. <laughs> Do you remember, wasn't there a game? Was it Phil Babb for Liverpool? Went either side of the uh, either side of the post, sliding in to make a last-ditch tackle and yeah. broke his bum bone. Oof. Oof. God, That's a nasty... My uh, eyes water just thinking about it. It's a nasty business, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I was going to tell you about my marketing efforts. Yeah, go on then. But I've set up a Village in Crisis podcast Facebook page. We didn't have okay. one of those before. No. No, but we do now. All right. Um, and then what I've done is I have searched like village groups on Facebook and I'm joining all these village groups and yeah. just and just pitching the uh the podcast. Lots of people Lots of admins aren't allowing that comment. <clears throat> no, why not? It's breaking group rules. No promotion of things and whatever. But quite a few are, um, and I'm going to keep doing it. But also, listeners, you know, I know you're always looking for different ways to keep in touch with us. So do have a look at the Village in Facebook, uh, Village in Facebook, Village in Crisis Facebook page. And then you can share that page and recommend us to your fellow Facebookers. And that way, our listenership will grow and grow. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, you've just when I thought you'd run out of options and you were going to calm down a bit. Mm -hmm. You seem to have found another outlet to exploit, exploit and um, sate your desire desire your hunger for for success and famedom yeah well i think if this um i think this is probably going to be the most productive use of my time well <laughs> like not the most productive use of my time you know there's lots of other things i could do that would be more productive but in terms of the podcast yeah. anyway back to the village um yeah. we've had a post from someone with with no inner monologue um do you want to know what they put? I do very much so. Sponsored a donkey. For. Sponsored a donkey at the garden centre there until 2 p.m. And then they've got a photo of them with a very small donkey with a Father Christmas cape on it. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. But well, who, was it sponsor a donkey as in come and give me money? Or I've sponsored a donkey. Come and see it. Uh, I don't know. It just says sponsored a donkey at garden centre there until two. So the donkey must be there until two. So everyone can probably sponsor oh, the same donkey. Yeah. So that person doesn't own the donkey. That person's no. just seen it and sponsored it. Yeah. But but well, my question. That's a, that's a. Yeah. Go on. You've got a question. Well, my question to you is this. 
if you're a serial poster on Facebook, yeah, and not just your private page, like a a group, mm. what's the cutoff point? When do you think, nah, not going to post that? I don't know. Um, no, I don't know. I have no answer to that. I'm not on Facebook. Uh, I think we've gone through that. But the reason I'm not on Facebook is that I'd started to dislike my friends. Yeah. Uh, And it it gave me such. It was such a wonderful feeling to be to take myself away from it. I had like a proper sort of FOMO for a few weeks. But then after a while, I just after ignoring it, I was like, I didn't get angry at anything. Yeah. Well, um, well, anything on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> he just redirected that anger elsewhere. Um, I don't know. I I don't think the donkey thing's a problem. I you've got a good enough question. I haven't got an answer. I think every 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 post could have some relevance to somebody grazing across it. The yeah, donkey yeah. thing is probably. She's probably thinking that that's that would be something cool for kids to see if you've got a slow day going on. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's a decent argument for it. I've got another yeah. post that made me laugh before we get into the the main post. Mm. Um, that again, the post itself is fine. And um, that says worst thing ever done was closing youth clubs. Place to hang out with non-parental supervision. A link between being a teenager and a young adult. I loved it till beer and underage pub drinking took its place. Okay, <laughs> so. Yeah, that's fair. There's loads of comments on that going, oh, yeah, the youth clubs are brilliant. Everyone raving about them. Vicky Virgin comes in. Yes, only soft drinks, but you could dance all night. That was all we wanted to do then. No drugs, no alcohol, no fighting, no swearing, just fun, fun, fun and no sex. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. She's named all the stuff. That I really like, and, and people went to youth sound, club. Make it sound bad, <laughs> oh. and then, and then what's left over? She's called fun, fun, fun. I seem to recall steering clear of our youth club because it was all surrounded by hard bastards and nutters. I was just about been... to ask you, did you ever go to a youth club? And I never did. I'd no. go out, I'd scout around there, and they'd be like, "Yeah, that person and that person's in there," and then one of my mates would always be like tight with one of the harder lads come on we're going and i'll be like nah nah i'm not going in there not going in the lion's den they've generally been banned for all of the things that vicky virgin had listed so then they were hanging around in their like souped up novas and stuff like that so Mm. even if you wanted to get in there you had to go through this wall of insanity (laughs) there was a good chance you'd get beaten up either on the way in or on the way out or you'd go in there and you'd be talking to some girl from your year, um, but then some bloke, like too old to try and pull that year, uh, pull that girl would be sitting outside and he'd take umbrage at the fact you were speaking to someone he fancied and maybe give you a kick in for that as well. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my take on Youth Club. Oh, don't worry. Did we lose you there for a minute? You got distracted. I got a little bit distracted, but it's you got okay. a call. You got a call coming in, have you? I did have, but it's okay. Do you need to take no, it? No, I don't think so. Okay. The only reason I could is if it was the school calling. Then yeah. I need to know what the hell was going on. Yeah. But um, it's all right. We're back. Uh, I think I've uh, put the car in for a service, so it might have been that. Okay. Not um, the one the other one, the good one. Yeah, it was them. We're talking of cars. Um, there's been a bit of motorbike activity in the village. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear the comment? I do. It's from Wendy Witness. This morning, I witnessed a badly ridden motorcyclist overtaking queuing cars alongside the green, narrowly missed three girls crossing the road between the cars. Well, firstly, a badly ridden motorcyclist. Not a badly ridden motorcycle. <coughs> A badly ridden motorcyclist. So Mm -hmm. this morning I witnessed a badly ridden motorcyclist overtaking queuing cars alongside the green, narrowly miss three girls crossing the crossing the road to between the cars. 
Can I suggest with current traffic issues in the morning, we encourage our children to use the crossings? I must add the girls were being sensible, but a bit more caution will keep our children safe. I did check they were okay afterwards and seemed fine. And then she's put update, so she's edited her post. Please stop posting about whether it is legal or not. My post wasn't to cast blame, although the might although the motorcyclist was behaving recklessly. It was to encourage parents to talk to children to keep them safe, please. Stop commenting on highway code, etc. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine the amount of cut and pasting people are doing throwing yeah. that up. Um, Motorbikes sometimes they come out of nowhere, don't they? Yeah. I mean it's no surprise that motorbikes and motorcyclists, sorry, on motorbikes have disproportionate number of accidents compared to cars yeah if that's even true i just make just threw that out there but. <laughs> <laughs> but, but a disproportionate amount of fatal accidents yeah i mean there's not a lot of uh um what do you call it protection going on there is there no um no that, that kinky leather suit isn't going to stop you breaking every bone in your body. See, this is the thing when it comes to motor, motorcycling or riding a motorbike. Mm. I look at it and I go, I see a shiny toy. I, I could sit there and Google, you know, motorbikes and, and find the one I'd really like. Yeah. And I go, right, that, that, see, like a Bonneville or whatever, like an old school sort of David Beckham esque. Uh, but a modern version. I'd like one of those. And then I think to myself, I am never, ever going to wear the leather gear that's required. <laughs> because when you see them getting off the, the motorbikes and then they're walking all bow-legged. Yeah. And they're going to what, a bar or a restaurant or something to have a drink or, you know, a coffee or I don't know what they do, you know, on their little tours or, you know, they must be going somewhere. Are they they got to take that off. They've got the back brace on. It's like going skiing. Yeah. It just looks like I'm sure it's enjoyable for the people that do it. You know, when you get to razz it down a country road, but all yeah. the faffing around before and after and the high chance of death during just doesn't mm. do it for me. But, but I'd, this be, is... I'd be very much a jeans and white T-shirt kind of guy. Easy yeah. rider. That's what yeah. I'm fucking rocking. Skin ripping off your body. As oh, you if I'm going to fall off, then I'm just going to fucking... You're like, going the yeah. whole hog. Yeah, I want scars. But anyway, this is a a, a, a bike nipping through um, congested traffic outside of school anyway in this instance. So Fiona Frighten comes in and she says, that's frightening. <laughs> um, and Wendy Witness says, it was frightening to see it play out and not be close enough to warn them or get a number plate. I hope the motorcyclist was shaken up to review the way they ride their bike. Unlikely. Yeah, it is horrible when you can see something happening and you're a bit far away, isn't it? To, it depends to what it is that's happening. What are you thinking? Like seeing something kinky? Yeah, I was, I was thinking dogging <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, Richard Rulebook comes in. Overtaking cars is completely legal in traffic. We should be thanking bikes for filtering. It cuts down on traffic and there is one less car to sit behind of. You should not cross the road in between cars as you can't see overtaking vehicles and they can't see you until the last minute. Well, I think, right, um, the woman who, the original poster here, she actually kind of i mean she said that he was driving erratically riding his bike yeah. erratically. but she did allude to the fact that the main point she was trying to make i believe was that she just wanted people to be safer yeah uh and have a conversation with your kids i think that probably meant something along the lines of don't, don't walk out, out between cars yeah. use a crossing or you know whatever You've so, certainly, how many near misses, well, you wouldn't know how many, but I'd imagine you, like I have, have certainly had near misses trying to dart out between a couple of cars or out the front of a bus in London. Oh, or just because they shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. I can't, nothing springs to mind. Nothing's imprinted in my memory, but yeah, I'm sure it's happened. Harry Highway Code comes in to back up Richard Rulebook. So true, filtering legal as per Highway Code 88 and 160, whereas <laughs> Rule 14, never cross the road in front of or behind any vehicle with its engine running. What an absolute fucking job's worth. Yeah, he's seen this post. There's no, no way that's in his head. No. There's no way this guy is goodwill hunting. No. So no. he's seen the post. He's not Rain Man. No. <laughs> and thought. You didn't like my analogy. You had to, <laughs> you, you, one's a card counter. The one I used actually memorised books. But, you know, you weren't happy with that. <laughs> I was just backing you up. Um, no, it didn't sound like it. sounded like you were. Oh, no, people won't get what Lee just said. <laughs> yeah. Well, helping you out then. Yeah, right. Um, so he, he's. Do you reckon he's got a hard copy of the Highway Code on his shelf? Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah, so he's got that down. No, I, I reckon it's more of a sort of rolled up, well-thumbed version that he usually yeah. has in, his, in the glove box. Covered in spunk. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh. And he's looked, rule 14. Never. I wonder what the rules are before 14. Never cross the road in front of or behind any vehicle with its engine running. I'm going to look up rules 1 to 13 of the Highway Code after this podcast. Right, I was going to say, don't do it now. Cause... No, I'm not going to do it now. Oh. We haven't got time. Um, Nick not having it comes in. Given nearly running over three girls, I won't be thanking this particular biker. Drivers 100% responsible for ensuring overtaking is safe, especially in school area. Bikers don't get a free pass on safety. Uh, hear, hear. Hear, hear, Nick. I'm 100% with you. Richard Rulebook comes back. The three girls should not be crossing in between traffic. If they were hit by the motorcyclist, then it is their fault. The trouble is people think the highway code only applies to road users when actually the pedestrians should abide by it too, or perhaps common sense. He's, well, talking, about th- yeah. he's talking about three schoolgirls being run over here <laughs> and going, well, your fault. Rules is rules. rules are, have you read the highway code? No, I'm 13. <laughs> yeah, we haven't got to that bit. We're still doing sex education. Yeah. Still learning how to put a condom on a fucking cucumber. Yeah. If, if they were hit by the motorcyclist, it is their fault. I mean, <laughs> a fucking arsehole. Yeah, proper twat. <laughs> yeah. Nick not having it proper. responds. Or maybe they are young girls and the biker is presumably older. I guess some people are content to say tough. It's their own fault. Others think how they could drive bike more safely themselves. I like Nick. Mm, Nick's um, calling it out, isn't he? Yeah. Quite right, Which, which leads Richard Rulebook to back down a little bit. Um, well, Nick, speaking for myself as a biker and having a family, so now he thinks he's oh, the... Here we go. Well, there's a big surprise there that he's a biker. Yeah. But probably more surprising that someone shagged him. (laughs) Um, I am always considerate and cautious of other people when riding and make sure I filter safely without endangering myself or anyone else. I cannot speak for other people, but it makes everyone's life easier if crossings were used and people did not attempt to go in between cars where they cannot be seen. It's not tough as both the it's not tough as both the rider and pedestrians could be hurt however if you are trying to say because they are young they are ignorant then maybe adult supervision would be best oh fuck Fuck off (laughs) could you imagine 13 year olds being walked hand in hand with their parents to school yeah i've got to walk them to school in case they get hit by a motorbike fuck you know that's the last thing you want is to you know worry about your kid crossing the road granted they should use the crossing yeah i mean that's the only point he's making that has any common sense and he has like i just don't yeah i'd be drilling my kids just use the crossing yeah he's absolutely right about the crossing he's just coming across as a total cunt about it 
C-bombed him there, Neil. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. you what's his name? Uh, Richard Rulebook. No, real name. <laughs> He's a fucking cunt. Uh. Uh, Barry Black and White comes in. Girls should have used the crossing. Shouldn't be walking out between stationary cars. That's dangerous. Bikes are allowed to filter through traffic. Girls were in the wrong. Right, I need to stop you. What? This fucking buzzword, filter. Yeah. This, this is like a big excuse of being able to do what the fuck they want. What, what is filtering? Well, it seems to be overtaking stationary vehicles. I don't know. No, I don't understand. Help what, me out. What? I don't get it. What's filtering? Well, they do. You know, when the, if you're ever on the motorway and you're caught in a bit of slow traffic, do you ever yeah. get the shit scared out of you by someone suddenly overtaking you on the wrong side, like a motorbike? A motorbike like, just going straight through the middle. Yeah. That's yeah. filtering. Oh, and I... when when someone filters like that, I always think, fucking nutter. Because it's more luck than judgment. They're not getting run over. Yeah, because they do it at a speed. that. But this is the thing with them on the motorway. You can see that it's like 30 mile an hour and you're at stationary traffic anyway, right? Yeah. And these fuckers are filtering at more than 30 mile an hour. Yeah. Guaranteed. They can filter off. They can filter right off, mate. Filtering just sounds so stupid. It just sounds like such a... I was filtering, Your Honour, as by the highway code rule 40. Why don't they call it overtaking? Yeah. No, because overtaking isn't... Like I say, it's a little buzzword. They get away with stuff by filtering. (laughs) Fucking perverts. Uh, Wendy Witness responds... Barry, the post wasn't to cast blame, but to encourage parents to talk to children. Usually very little traffic on that side of the green. Mm. Richard Rulebook pops back up. I totally agree. However, the post, I feel, was saying that these poor, innocent children were nearly killed by an inconsiderate lunatic biker. Who do you reckon was riding this fucking bike? (laughs) I reckon it might have been Richard Rulebook. (laughs) <laughs> he's very defensive isn't he it would be brilliant if he did come out and go listen it was me and i wasn't i was filtering, it was filtering. I was filtering responsibly yeah you could be right maybe you're are you disappointed i haven't come up with that is are you well no they, i only just i only just thought of them when he when he got so defensive However, I feel the poster is saying that these poor innocent children were nearly killed by an inconsiderate lunatic biker. You well, they would... were, by the sounds of. Yeah, they were. Um, we don't know that he was a lunatic. Um... But if it is this Nick character, then he. Yeah, well, no, Richard Rulebook. Richard, Richard Rulebook. Nick not having it. It's, no, he's... Right. he's the good one. He's yeah. the good guy, yeah. Then but he Wendy... is a Wendy Witness responds to, to Richard and she says, Richard, that's really not my intention, although he was riding recklessly. This and is the bring- other thing. Oh, yeah, go on. Go on. No, no. Well, I just want to say that that brings Barry Black and White back in, who earlier <laughs> had said that the girls were in the wrong. He said, sorry, didn't realise he was riding so fast when he was schooled. He's an idiot then and should know better. <laughs> <laughs> this is the that's the sort of person i like on facebook <laughs> someone that can just flip like a yeah. right nutter on a flip of like just on oh, oh no right yeah okay going back into it now yeah uh, what yeah. were you going to say though about um because wendy witness had said that's not my intention although he was riding recklessly no i, I just said, i just what i was going to say was like more often than not um, these arguments, these debates, these these threads that we investigate and make fun of, they come about off the back of somebody seeing something and or, or doing something or hearing something, and they're a witness to to, to yeah. action, right? And with good intention, she's thrown that out there. Everything she's like said has happened. I guess if you want to have a discussion about it, you just have to take her word for, you know, what it is, the truth. Yeah. But it just seems like 
the people who don't want it to be that narrative have to disbelieve it and cast yeah they didn't see it. it they they come in they're quite disparaging of her account aren't yeah. they um yeah and there's no reason to be that way and i just like to point out that it's not the first time it's happened no far from it it happens a lot so but what what what's interesting is Anne, another witness comes in oh. um and she says <laughs> she says i also witnessed this and this and biker or not every driver shouldn't be going over the speed limit in villages especially outside schools had the girls been hit then this would have been a very different post might i add the girls looked both ways a few times and the biker came out of nowhere right let's see where because what i was about to say before you read that little bit out was the reason people like richard rulebook get so get a real bug up their ass about this is because clearly they're, they're either the person riding the bike that we're talking about or they have been that person riding the bike yeah and they've got into a tete-a-tete with somebody about nearly knocking someone o- over and they've given it the old oh well this is the rules yeah it's Probably a bit of a guilty a video camera on their helmet or some shit yeah those people really bug the fuck out of me what the helmet cam people oh the dash cam people yeah oh, got it on video you Whatever. would never have had that ronnie pickering uh video had it not been for a helmet cam you've seen that haven't you the ronnie pickering one no what's that the the cyclist who gets into a argument with a bloke called ronnie pickering you got to look that up it's fucking brilliant all right so look up ronnie pickering afterwards it's all excellent right. I'm going to just write that down. Um, yeah, so Harry Highway Code responds to another witness. Um, and he says, Anne, I totally, which I totally agree with, no speeding in village, not just outside schools. However, the additional information that the biker was recklessly speeding was not even hinted at in original post and basically implied he was driving badly by overtaking stationary or slow moving traffic. Um, so another witness says to him, sorry, were you there this morning? Um, to which Harry Highway Code responds, no, I was off doing a speed awareness course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant, brilliant gag from Harry there. He's actually redeemed himself, I'd say. Oh, funny. Chuck that in. And then Philip, yeah. a final word comes in. Everyone look out for everyone else, please. Everyone's safe and okay. Mm. And she got three likes for that. Beautiful words. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. That, no one wanted that to be uh, done that quickly, did they? No. There was still, uh, there was still work to be done there. Yeah, mm. so that's a thread. I've, I've got one other thing to, to speak to you about. I've Elf on the shelf. I've got, I've got something for you to, to hear from me. Okay, Elf on the Shelf is is what I'm saying to you. Yeah, go on. I've got no problem if people (laughs) in their own home... doesn't sound like it, straight away. ...every day want to put a little (laughs) elf out doing mischievous... Do you you have Elf on the Shelf over there? (laughs) No, no. Well, what will... Go on, say your thing, go on. Okay, what it is, is it's people... Like to entertain their kids over, like, like an advent calendar, but they have these little elves doing mischievous little things and every day i mean it must be a right fucking pain in the ass trying to think of something new for the elf to do every day but that's their lookout mm. why okay if this is just for your kids entertainment mm. you know this is your little family thing mm. why do so many people feel fucking compelled to put it all over social media it's because they're not doing it for their kids that that happens to be a handy byproduct. They are doing it so people come in and go, oh my god, so inventive! Oh, you're amazing! Oh, 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 in a submarine in the toilet! Oh, that's brilliant! Fuck off! <laughs> if you put your elf on the shelf picture on social media, there should uh, someone should come round and confiscate your elves. <laughs> I'll say this right, my brother, he's got two small girls. 
And he started doing this, I must be about four years ago. And I thought he'd invented it. <laughs> yeah. And now, like, I see everybody, like, but on, genuinely, he was the only person I saw on social media up until this year doing it. Right. And I did look forward to seeing it every day. I enjoyed it. It did was you? inventive and it was clever. And he, he, he came up with some decent little... He's not come up with them. He's copied them off someone else. Well, maybe yeah, maybe you're right. But I, I imagine like it would be enjoyable to if you're a small kid, you're looking forward to seeing. I'm like I said, I've got no problem with the kids okay, enjoying it. Okay, so like it must be a real. You also say it must be a real ball ache to yeah. think of things. So if people are sharing on social media, they're also inspiring other people. Oh, so like fuck. as you just said. Yeah, he didn't do it himself, did he? Oh, no, fucking hell. Yeah. Okay, I love go. that from the shelf. What did he want to talk about? <laughs> I'm, I can't go down that road with you. I do like Elf from the Shelf. What do you want I, to talk about? I'll tell you what it is. I'd like a, a, it makes me want to have another kid so that I can do Elf from the Shelf. Just, oh, fucking hell. But I wouldn't be posting on social media about it. You're right about that. Yeah. It, it falls into the same category of people who go to concerts and film it and take pictures. Yeah, and and take videos of firework displays. I'll tell you what I've never done, never, ever done, is take a video at a football match, for example. No, because why would you? No, I'm there. I've paid fucking fortune. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I hate, like, when I go and watch, like, my kid uh, uh, horse riding when she's competing. You hate My it. wife will be like, huh? You hate doing that. No, I'm not finished. <laughs> what I dislike is I love going there and watching her and I want to watch it. And then my, my wife will say, oh, make sure you film it. And it's completely different watching it yeah. through the camera while you're trying. So I'm trying to hold it like that and look. Yeah. But then also going down like that to move the camera around as well. All I want to do is be in the moment. Do you ever say to her, why don't you just come? No, she sat next to me. <laughs> what? What? She sat next to you and said, yeah, she sat sure next to me. Yeah. Why doesn't she film it? Well, that's what I say to her sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then uh, it, it's for Indy, mainly yeah. my daughter, so that she can then look over it and then go and, over and her review it. And review it, yeah. Why don't the stables film it for everyone? They should have a little camera, like a GoPro camera up. Not a GoPro, the uh, the, football know, the ones thing that you put yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That would be a really good investment for them. You should you should suggest that to them. Yeah, I might do that. I think there's very little money spare. In, well, you're uh, telling me the owners of those stables haven't got spare money. <laughs> 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 How much are you paying? <laughs> Fucking fortune. Yeah. Every term, every term. <laughs> now we've only got two kids that ride. Every time I'm asking Astrid, the youngest one, I'm like, right, you time you sure you you're sure you're still into this? <laughs> you sure? Yeah, are you they've sure got, you want to do this. They've got what, when my oldest, Elise, she got about sort of sixteen, I think, and she went, This isn't for me anymore. I don't want to compete and you know, yeah, I'd rather go out drinking and whatever. Um I was like, oh, brilliant. I'm going to save myself <laughs> like 600 quid a term now. And uh, no, my wife just decided that uh, Indy, the middle kid, is just going to get to ride twice a week now. Oh, so, for fuck's sake. We just bumped up. And it cost more as well because she ended up like competing. So it costs like 50 quid every weekend as well for the competitions. They've got spare yeah. money. They've Big got time. fucking loads of money. But those horses, they eat like horses. Really? Yeah. Um, should we end it on that? On, no, on what that? I was going to say oh, to right. you was I wanted to um, I wanted to put it out there for you and the listeners. Yeah. But in March, we're going to, I'm flying over to England, Brilliant. more than likely staying with you on the right. Okay. And we're going to our friend, John the Mank, who's from Manchester. Oh, yeah. Hence the name. We're going to his 50th birthday party, aren't we? We are, yeah. Yeah. And we spoke about us both being 
out of shape, overweight, yeah. hating our bodies. You yeah. said you couldn't look at your body at any angle and it would look, it didn't look good. Uh, I don't know if I did say that, but you, you did. You said at every angle it looks terrible. Probably not far off. Um, I think that we should maybe post something once a week, an update. Right. Shame ourselves into action, almost. <laughs> Body shame ourselves into action. Body shame ourselves into action. Do a frontal and a side on once a week with progress. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, come on. Give the people what they want, is what I'm no saying. No one wants that. <laughs> what they do want is to see us looking ripped and buffed after 14 weeks. That's what well, they can see about. that. They can see that. I think we should do, should, like, document our journey. Okay, you send me your pictures. I'll put them up on socials and I'll put mine up too, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get you'll get a frontal when I get a frontal, and you'll then get a side-on profile. How about and one from behind with like a saggy old man's ass? Oh fuck! <laughs> no one will believe it's us at the end though, because by within fourteen weeks we'll be using bronzer, yeah, <laughs> and doing little pencil lines to show where our abs should be. Well, that might be a good start already. I might do that now, actually. But I thought we... I also want us to get to something. Okay. An event that we can do. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. I'm not doing that fucking high rocks thing that you suggested. Let, let's talk about this off pod, because this is a bit boring. Uh, I think the idea of putting pictures of you in... A small pair of speedos up isn't boring at all. <laughs> Actually, it could be a lot of listeners' fantasy. It, it could be something that gets the. You think you've explored every avenue. To yeah. Get listener activity. I think this isn't true. I think that you going semi-naked. Yeah. On social media posts is the way to go. Okay. Well, I'll look into that. All right. Um, cool. And Goodbye. on that bombshell, then you have a good day at work. And I'll yeah. um You struggle no, through work. No bonus episode this week. Too busy. Too busy. Um but I'll catch up with you later in the week to record next week's podcast. Yeah. I'm gonna probably call you later. Okay. What talk about the weight loss plan? Just I'll I'll FaceTime you, I wanna see you in your underwear before we put the pictures up. Should we call it sleaze fit? Yeah, all right. Okay. Alright, see you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And that's the end of another encounter with the villagers. Hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs. And tune in next week for more Village in Crisis.